Welcome. You're listening to The Aligned Self, conversations in creating a conscious and abundant life. This is Daniel DeNovi. I'll be your guide and host. Let's see just where we can take this. Hello, friend, and welcome into the conversation. Yesterday was September 3rd. As I'm recording this, it's September 4th, Sunday, and uh, tomorrow is Labor Day. Now, in 1988, on September 3rd, Labor Day, it was my spiritual birthday, a spiritual awakening. On that Labor Day, that September 3rd, in 1988, I visited an ashram in the Catskills. I visited it for the first time. I just was there to see what I could see. I was open to whatever happened. And I went more out of curiosity because I'd never seen a guru. Well, long story short, at the end of the celebration, I received a transmission, an activation. I didn't ask for it, but I was open to it. Evidently, I was ready. And this was just a matter of synchronous events, of me showing up or being invited to participate, invited to see what I could see. And the next day, I experienced a full-blown Kundalini awakening. Now, I go into detail about this in my episode number 50, which is entitled The Path of an Intuitive. And I'm not going to go into it here, but I just wanted to mark out the date that there was a spiritual path, a spiritual journey I was on, and I'm sure that you too are on a spiritual journey. And what I want to talk about in this episode is utilizing manifestation, manifestation techniques, manifestation, the manifestation journey as part of your spiritual path, and that it can be completely spiritual, even though for most people, manifesting things, manifesting money, manifesting, you know, the nice life, appears to be couched in material things. There's a definite spiritual aspect to becoming a powerful manifester. So I want to talk about that today. Whether you know it or not, when you decide to become a manifester, to manifest things into your life, perhaps for the first time you've decided to not be at the influence of outside events, to live your life from inner signals, to be inner-directed. That is definitely a spiritual path. Now, in the Western world, they refer to it as your religious practices, and usually involves church or some kind of organization, regular prayer, and reading the Bible or studying the Bible, perfecting oneself. In Hinduism, your spiritual practice is referred to as sadhana, which typically revolves around one of the practices of yoga. Now, yoga has many branches, and in the West, when people think of yoga or hear of yoga, they think of the exercises, the stretches, the poses, the breathing. But there's many branches to yoga. Depending on where you look, it's six, seven, eight, twelve, and each branch has its own set of practices in order to achieve union with God. And that's the essential meaning of yoga, union with all that is. Now, in the Christian religion, we seek communion with God, Christ consciousness, and just like every other religion, the ultimate goal is to have an experience, a connection with God. In the context of manifesting, Our ultimate goal is to connect with Source, which is another name for God. Often it's referred to as Source as to not to drag in any of the dogma, any of the other beliefs that people have about God. 
And so when we begin talking about, you know, all that is, the infinite intelligence, the universe, it's meant to uh, portray a sense of uh, freedom from the labels that most people have around God, religion in general. Now, sometimes people ask me what my spiritual practice is. And I usually reply that my spiritual practice is my life, perfecting my life, mastering my emotions, mastering my mind, mastering my relationships, getting to my core that I create my reality, that within me lies God, Goddess, all that is. And because I'm an aspect of God, Goddess, all that is, and I say God, Goddess, all that is, because I like to, you know, have it all inclusive, so I also detach from the labels. And it opens up the concept of God, because if you have a label, if you have a concept of God, what God stands for, what how he, he she is represented, then uh, your perception of God is too small. Your concept of God is too small. But that's my opinion. Over the years, I've looked at all the major religions, Buddhism, Taoism, Hinduism, Christianity, the Kabbalah, even Greek mythology and Norse mythology. I've taken aspects of all those and created an amalgamation that is personal to me. And I also rely on my own meditation practice, because when I release the mind, when I get past the mind, I come in contact with the greater whole. And through that connection, I get communication, downloads. You could say that I talk with God. And I've developed an understanding from my meditations, from my internal knowing, or gnosis, from my inner knowing, my connection to all that is, I experience all that is, the infinite whole of the universe, the, the central consciousness that weaves in and creates all things. So in my experience, there is no evil. There is no Satan, per se. It's a manifestation, a thought form a collective thought, a collective focus of humanity that has created an experience inside the greater whole. And so you could say that if you worship Satan, or if you worship God, that your deity has God. There is something greater beyond what you're conceiving of. Now, this brings me to the concept of duality, the, the contrast between good and bad, right and righteousness, uh, trust and no trust, Every aspect of our experience is being human, our adventure of being human, because we are a spiritual being immersed in the human experience. And in this human experience, we experience duality, the flip side of the coin. For everything we look at, there is an opposite available. And again, this is from the human perspective. From the spiritual perspective, there is only all that is. There is only the whole. But from our perspective of manifesting this aspect of duality in our experience is important for us to know what to create, what we want to create. By looking at what we don't want, we can begin to imagine and create what we do want. We begin to define who we are, not only by how we want to be, but how we don't want to be. Now, at the core of this perspective is self-reflexiveness, self-reflexive consciousness, the ability to look within, look at yourself, and make a different choice, to choose a path. This is at the central core of manifesting, that you get to choose, you get to say. And because you find yourself on the planet, 
in physical form, it means that you've invested yourself, you've immersed yourself in the human adventure. And so I guess I need to say it, if you happen to be one of those people that wish yourself to be off the planet, to not, you know, once you die, you're not going to incarnate again, you don't get the value of this adventure. You're not present to what you have in front of you. You're denying your power. You're you're playing the game that you're at the mercy of events and you can't take it anymore and you just want to leave. I realize that may sound insensitive. It might be flippant, but it is. It, 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 it's meant to be because you can either have the story of your hurt or the story of your evolution. And in the context of manifesting, when you're attached to your story of trauma, your story of victimhood, then you're going to perpetuate more of that. And to me, that's just suffering. It's suffering by choice. And that it does sound harsh because there is an aspect of, I know that people are always doing the best they can. And so if you found this podcast and if you heard that and you feel a little bit activated, just understand that you're in this conversation to have that pointed out to you that you get to choose from this point forward. Now, as we continue this perspective that you are a spiritual being immersed in the human experience, this human experience is simply a play of consciousness. Your persona, who you think you are, is simply a play inside the aspect of all that is. And so in the context of manifesting, you have the ability to choose your thoughts, to choose your beliefs, to choose what you stand for, to choose your actions. You have ultimate freedom, ultimate choice. No one can ever take your choice away. Yet some people don't like to be responsible or responsible for those choices. All the same, you have ultimate freedom to make any choice you want, to create your life any way you want it. This is, the, this is empowering to know this, though, because you can choose to create your life any way you want. That's the aspect of you that has been created in the image of God. And with that said, I think it's important to realize that the person you see in the mirror is not you. It's an aspect of you. It's a subset of you. Because you know for a fact that the person you see in the mirror, the physical form of who you are, is not all there is to you. There's so much more. In fact, one could say that 99% of who you are does not exist on the physical plane. It exists in thought, conceptually. This is why I value the whole aspect of self-concept, self-identity. It's your ultimate manifestation. It's your ultimate epic adventure. But that's the main reason, too, why I've always been attracted to psychology, to how the mind works, the unconscious, subconscious aspects, because I get that we live our entire life in our head. So how we manage our communication, how we manage our perceptual filters, how we see the world determines our experience of life, determines who we are, determines the reality that we create. And hence, we're back to manifesting. When you get that connection to source, connection to God, God is all that is, and get to your core, your power, and that's my mission. My, that's actually my mission in life. I don't know if I've stated that out there for, for all you all uh, recently, 
but that I want each and every person on the planet or each and every person that I come in contact with to have an experience of the power that lies within them, that you get to your bones, your ability to manifest and create your reality, that you become the captain of your ship, the driver of your bus, the master of your mind. Because how you focus your mind determines your experience of reality. It creates your reality. And I'm going to throw out another Bible verse. This is to be in the world, but not of the world. To realize that you create the world and that you have this play of consciousness as you move in and about in the 3D world, creating, manifesting your reality. But what's also important to realize is in the process of manifestation, we also manifest our inner life. As I, as I said before, you choose your thoughts, you choose your emotions, you choose your beliefs. Now, those are manifestations just as real as a car or a house or a boat, manifesting how you are in the world, how you choose to be in the world is a manifestation. I see this as the ultimate goal of your life. The meaning of your life is for you to create your life the way you want it, to create your reality, to choose how you're going to be in relationship to all that is. It's not to find yourself into some job or some career as your purpose, quote unquote. Your purpose is to decide who you're going to be, to choose who you're going to be. It's a creation. Now, some people, and this I, I consider this to be new age gobbledygook, they want to save humanity. They want to raise and open up the awareness, the consciousness, to heal the world. Now, What's implied here is that you can impact, that you can shift and change other people based on your intention, based on how you're being. Now, you can definitely influence, and that's why I'm doing the podcast. That's why I do what I do in order to influence. But I look at myself as more of a facilitator because, you know, just like you can lead a horse to water, you can't make it drink. People are going to change when they're ready to change. They're going to open up, become aware when they're ready, when they've laid the groundwork, and it's a very personal journey. And so your purpose is to create the best life possible for you, to be the best person, the best version of you that you choose to be, and you can decide anything you want around that. That's your ultimate freedom. You And, and know that nobody is impacting you without your permission. See, in the context of... of of manifesting as a spiritual journey. You get to choose your thoughts. You are responsible for yourself. You create everything. You are not at the mercy of outside events. The universe, God, God is all that is, will supply you with whatever your focus is. There's no judgment about whether or not a manifestation or an intention is appropriate for you, whether it's the right timing. No one's deciding that but you. But you hear people say it, let me talk about judgment for a minute, because someone would have to judge whether or not you are worthy, whether or not you're deserving, whether or not it's the right time. There's no one else passing judgment. The whole concept of judgment is a human, egoic concept. The universe, God, goddess, all it is, has placed the power to create your life the way you want it in your hands. 
There is no other power, no other aspect of the universe that is dictating whether or not you get a manifestation, get a particular experience, but you. Now, I hear people say it all the time when something doesn't come to pass. And I've said it in the past, you know, before I became enlightened. But I would say, you know, if I had an intention and it didn't work out the way I thought it would, I would say something to the effect, oh, it must not be the right time. And when I said it, I was kind of in the thinking that some other intelligence, God got us all that is, the angels, my guides, whatever, was determining whether, you know, it wasn't the right time, so things didn't align. Well, things didn't align because I wasn't aligned. And so I guess in that aspect, you could say it wasn't the right time because I wasn't yet aligned with that intention, with that manifestation, so it didn't come to pass. Now, in the next series of episodes, I'm going to be talking about frequency and vibration. It's going to be an expanded conversation, so it'll probably cross over multiple episodes. But in there, I'll talk more about aligning with the frequency, aligning with your intention. But in this conversation, I want you to get the point that you get to say. You're the only person that gets to say. No one else is making a determination whether or not you're ready. No one else is making a determination of whether or not you're deserving or not. The universe will supply you wherever your focus is. And so you're, if you're focusing on joy, if you're focusing on love, if you're focusing on harmony and balance, you're going to be attracting circumstances and manifestations that support that feeling state. You just get more of what your focus is. Like attracts like. And then on the flip side, if your focus is on sadness, disappointment, anger, depression, you're going to be attracting situations that support that feeling state, that point of view, that perspective. The universe isn't making a determination whether or not it's the most appropriate thing for you. Angels don't support you unless you ask. You can get connections to outside, but you're a sovereign being. You're a sovereign entity. You're not impacted by the outside world. And, and this is a huge freedom. This is a huge release for a lot of people. When they realize, at the end of the day, they create their life. Now, with that said, I know a lot of people always go to, what about babies? What about, the, you know, the children that, you know, die early or take on a sickness or like the, the seemingly innocent? Now, I have addressed this in a previous episode, but essentially, you don't just create on the conscious level. You create on the other than conscious level. You have a higher self, a inner being, an oversoul. And one way to visually think of this is if you put a bubble around you that extends out 20 feet in all directions, and that's your energetic field. That is your divine spark, your aspect of God, goddess, all it is, that connection to the universe, universal intelligence, and the energy within that field is directed inwards towards the center, and that creates your body, that creates your life, it creates, and so it's it's a, a give and take, a flow of information from inner to outer and outer to inner. And so we do create on multiple dimensions, because you came into this life with a set of experiences that you wanted to have, a set of lessons that you wanted to encounter. You see, and from that perspective, everything that occurs serves you on some level. It gives you access to a greater awareness. It brings the unconscious into conscious awareness. So where you get to choose your response. 
So these experiences that children seem to be thrust into as if they had no choice, on some level, they did choose it. On some level, you chose it. Yet, it, admittedly, from a human perspective, some of these experiences that you've had and other people have had, by seemingly not by choice, our choice point in those situations is not what happened, but how we choose to see what happened, what we choose that to mean about us. You see, our choice point is not the event that happened, not the circumstances we found ourselves in. Our choice point is how do we choose to handle that? What is our response to that? Do we allow it to define us or do we rise above it? Do we choose to let the world dictate who we are from external or do we live from inner signals to be inner directed? Despite whatever happened, how will you rise up? How will you allow that to be a stepping stone to a greater expression from this point forward? So this is where we pause, and I'm going to lead you to the next podcast episode, which is the second half of this message on the spiritual adventure of manifesting. So my friend, meet me in the next episode. Until next time, this is your friend and host, Daniel DeNovi, urging you to follow your bliss, live your life from inner signals, be inner-directed as you engage in the epic adventure. <laughs>